Welcome to Hotel Talk. We hope you enjoy listening to this friendly conversation between people connected by real life in hotels. Today, I'm so happy to have with us Mr. Vasos Gilanis, who is the general manager of our own fantastic St. Rafael Resort and Marina, but also has been the general manager of so many well-known resorts here in Cyprus, mainly five-star and four-star luxury hotels, and became a general manager at a very, very young age. So he definitely has a story to tell. Vasil, thanks so much. We see each other all the time anyway, but it's so nice to actually have a recording of some of our conversations. So good morning. I'm really glad that I'm here and uh, I'm sharing with you some of my experiences and uh, over the years. So that's actually where I want to start with. What was it that made you go into hotels? We know that obviously you're full Cypriot and you grew up in Cyprus and there's a lot of hotels around. But what was the trigger? What was the pull and the drive that made you want to become a hotelier? So, as you said, I mean, Cyprus um, is a country depending heavily in uh, tourism. And um, we, grew up, we grew up in hotels and uh, always when I was entering hotel, I was so excited and uh, I was so fascinated from the grand uh, lobbies and uh, shining marbles and, and people going around, smiley faces. So I was always excited of being part of these teams. And uh, as I was growing up and as I was more often visiting hotels, something inside me was telling me, this is a place to be. This is a place that you should grow and professionally and uh, one day be um, a general manager. Because, yes, since, since I was a kid, I wanted to be a leader of such a team. It's uh, So I'm interrupting you there because I caught two things that you said that is so interesting and are actually quite integral in my view, to hospitality and tourism. One is that you said that you wanted to be part of a team. And I think that is something that is very, very important. And I'd like to see your take on that as well. And the other is growth, that this is an industry where you really can grow and where you never stop growing. So yeah, what, what would you say about both of those, just to delve in a bit more? So to the whole work is done in a hotel is the result of a, of a team. A man can only do so much. So if you don't have the right people around you, if you don't have a capable team, a team that you can coach, lead, and be part of them and support them, you cannot achieve anything. So yes, the result that the guests see and the result that the rewarding, let's say, comments of the uh, guests is part of a a team uh, behind the scenes is not easy. But if you have a team spirit, teamwork, uh, good coordination, cooperation, then everything is possible. So yes, hotel is all about a good team. And we've spoken before about personal development and growth. And I know that you're a person who definitely puts a lot of time and effort into your own self-mentorship, if I can say that. So you um, you read a lot, um, you review a lot. How much time would you say daily that you invest in yourself, in growth and in self-development? Okay. Let's say formally to sit down and read a book. I do it mainly in my very limited free time, especially in weekends or um, late at night. So yes, I read a lot of books, not only for hotel business, but generally I'm a bookworm. So I like reading. I do a lot of research on the internet and whatever I do in my job, 
even if it's something new that they want to implement, a new idea, or to see the trends of the industry, I always Google it. I always go on the internet. I search it before I do everything. I just do a good research uh, before. So it's a combination, online and uh, the traditional way. And and every day, how much time would you say you spend reading, whether it's newsletters or blogs, or I don't know where else you do? At least an hour a day, at least, at least. Yeah. Mainly daily, I do it on, online. So at least I would do that an hour, mm-hmm. definitely. You became a general manager, um, not just a general manager, but a general manager of an extremely large luxury five-star resort at the tender age of 30, which is something very, very unusual for our industry, which is a harsh industry. How did you do that? Because clearly you're a man, you grew up, I mean, when we were younger, there was 26 months of the army of military service. So you presumably finished at school at 18. You did your two years and a bit in the army. You went to study for four years. Mm -hmm, So you were 24 when you finished studying. So within six years, you had already become a general manager, which is, it's not just to lead a team. Somebody entrusted you with multi hundreds of millions worth of investment. How did you do that? How did you get there so quickly? And what was your driving force? Very good question. And many of my friends and colleagues, they asked me the same question. So um, when I came back from my studies, I started working in a very big five-star hotel, not in Limassol, in Paphos. And um, I got a really good position starting as a duty manager and then banqueting manager because my background is food and beverage. Uh, I did a special specialization in food and beverage. So it was something weird. When I entered the hotel, I mean, even from the first month, it was like I was in hotels the whole of my life. So it was very amazing to, let's say, going around the areas and just being familiar with uh, most of the areas of the hotel. But then, okay. This, I mean, growing in a hotel and becoming a manager at uh, so young, it was uh, a result of very hard work, long hours, and uh, loving what I was doing. There's not a magic recipe just to to grow and develop. And I got, uh, let's say, the trust of my first manager and the first owner of the hotel because they could see that I was spending a lot of hours. I was there to help. I was there to support all the team, I mean, members of the hotel. So it was, um, I would say it was hard work, hard work. Hard work and determination. Because there must have been something in your mindset. I mean, six years to come out of studying and then go so quickly to become a general manager. And you're not you know, you weren't born into hotels, let's say. You're not from, no. it wasn't that your dad was from. You didn't grow up necessarily with that environment to have it so native in you as, you, as you, as you said so rightly. So do you think your mindset and obviously your determination played a role? Because many people can say, well, I started or I love it or I want to be, but they don't get there. So what would you say is the key to your success? Definitely, it was my mindset. It was, as I said, long hours, hard work. But also, even till now, I feel that I don't know anything. I mean, I'm a GM and then um, I feel that I have to learn more. I have to study more. I have to, let's say, be more involved in the operation, be more involved in the daily tasks, aspects of all departments. And I think that's what made me, let's say, got the respect at so young age 
from the head of departments because it was not easy being 30 years old, managing a huge hotel, a reputable hotel, part of a, an international chain, having 20 head of departments, even double my age with many more years of experience. So um, I managed to get their respect because I did, I never used my position, my title, uh, just to implement things. I just tried to get the respect and then do things with the whole team. Lead by example. Yeah. And I guess arrogance and ego and self-interest didn't come into it. As you said, you always viewed things very much as Correct. a team and a team effort, mm -hmm. which is definitely a very important factor of being a leader. So tell us a little bit about your personal life, because you are not just a general manager. You have a life and you have a home and you have a beautiful family. Um, I know that you're married to your childhood sweetheart, uh, high school sweetheart, should I say. Correct. Yeah. And you have two lovely daughters. So tell us a bit about that and how that's been for your family as well, having a father figure and a husband who has had such a demanding job and maybe the toll that that's taken on your family, maybe the benefits that that's given your family and how that's helped you in your life. So, yes, I met my wife at the age of 17. Uh, I have two daughters. One is 21 and the other is 13. And I'm very thankful for their, let's say, understanding, for their continued support, because being in the hotels industry, it's not an easy job. You work many hours, you work on holidays, you work during times that your family is celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas, and you are away. So um, it's not it's not easy. I'm very thankful that I have uh, a wife that is uh, understands my job. My two girls, uh, they just are very patient with me. But I try, let's say, to at least the time the time that I spend with them to fully focus on them, uh, do things together, just to recover the, the lost uh, time. I would say that's definitely something that's very important. Just the power of now, the presence to actually, uh, when you're with your family, definitely for me as well, I feel the same, that I'm not on my phone, that I'm really, yeah, as you said, focused on, on your children and your spouse. So, yeah, wise words. Who was your mentor? So was there someone who either inspired you in your younger years or even now, or somebody who really helped you along the way to shape you into who you are now? I wouldn't say that it was one specific person that just helped me to grow. I think over the years and um, in all hotels that I worked, I had people around me to coach me, to train me, to guide me and to lead me. So I just picked from every one of these people the good things. And then I just formed my own management style. So, but I was, uh, let's say, very lucky that I, I worked with many good managers, back, especially when I first entered the hotels. And I had some also good managers, not Cypriots, but from abroad, uh, which they also had a different mentality. So I was lucky to have them as my mentors and get their, you know, international way of thinking and way of running hotels. And would you say you learn as much, if not more, from just your general staff and team players? So not necessarily... When we say mentorship, a lot of people think that has to be like a guru of an industry. But 
so many times we can learn so much from, you know, a young school kid that's doing part-time waiter experience mm. or, you know, someone in housekeeping who comes to us with a problem. And would you say that that's also helped develop your management style? Especially in hotels, I think, I mean, and uh, some of my managers and um, they didn't even have a diploma in the hospitality industry. So I learned better things from the people that they grew up and they started from the lower position going up because they're all the ones that they knew the operation, they knew every detail of the operation because they passed all the stages to become uh, a manager. So I would say that I learned from them more things than from other people that they were just mainly on the theoretical part of the management style. And what was it about food and beverage that drew you to that? Because you went and studied hotel management in the UK and obviously there's, you know, an array of departments that you could have chosen from or that could have inspired you to work in there. You could have gone to front office or sales or the kitchen or anything. What was it about food and beverage and how important do you think that is for a general manager um, to have that as their, their background? First of all, it's very important for a manager to have a background of the food and beverage because Although 80% of the revenue comes from the rooms and the rooms division department, 80% of the operation, though, it's food and beverage, uh, restaurants, bars, room service. Uh, so for me, it was quite exciting and challenging, the whole operation of the food and beverage to create, to, to put procedures down, to serve people. And um, at that time, when I decided to go and study, it was, let's say, a separate mentality that Food and beverage is there that most men, if you want to grow in the hospitality industry, you have to go into the food and beverage department. So that was my, let's say, initial thought. But then as I was studying, as I was going into the actual details of the food and beverage department, more and more I like the way uh, you create, you see the trends, uh, you implement new ideas. So it's such a big department and areas that you can be innovative, you can be creative, and you are not just, you have the boundaries of being behind the desk, behind the reception. Uh, so that made me, let's say, Definitely decide. a people's, the whole industry is a people's industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we see so many different people from so many different cultures, ages, backgrounds, ethnicity coming through the doors. And we have all have so many funny stories. So do tell us, come on, tell us, Philippines, tell us without names, one of the funniest stories that you've had while working in hotels. Okay. Um, I remember when I was doing my training in one of the um, uh, five-star hotels here in Limassol, I was working at the bar and uh, it was summer, it was July, it was 40 degrees. We had to go around the pool, take orders, clean so there was uh, a lady, a Cypriot lady from UK, and I approached her and then she ordered a frappe. A frappe is a cold coffee, a cold a nice coffee, coffee. traditional here in, in Cyprus. So yes, I took the order. It was uh, medium with milk. So I went back to the bar to make the frappe. And this is a cold coffee. It has quite a lot of foam. Um, and then I took the order to her uh, and then she was 
looking at the uh, Frabe very weird. And I told her, Madam, can I help you? Do you need anything else? She told me, look, I'm paying so much money for this Frabe and there is no Frabe inside. I told her, this is the way we do it. No, I want you to bring me another Frabe, separate the froth, the foam from the actual liquid. And then I went back. I just took the foam out and uh, I just fill up the glass with the liquid and I took part. So... So you, many, made, many so you made yeah. one, one full, full glass, let's say, of iced coffee, and then the other just with the frothed milk. Correct, and the foam. correct. I guess that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess that's um, to do with, the, I think the Brits have that, don't they, with beer. Yeah, they don't well, want their yeah. beer wasted with the froth. Correct, so it correct. was the same mentality yeah. of a pint. With a frappe. A pint of frappe. Love it. Oh my goodness, that, that should be a whole other podcast interview. We should do just a yeah, funny story. Many, many stories. We should do it when we have some wine in us as well. And oh, it's too funny. What would you advise any aspiring hotel general managers? What would your advice be to the younger you, if there's something you would have done differently, or to somebody young now who's starting out and who says, This is the job I want. I want to be a five star hotel manager. What are your tips? First of all, you cannot become okay. Although maybe I'm one of the exceptions being fairly quite uh, young, being a GM of a hotel, it needs, let's say, to focus on what you do, to love what you do. Okay, you should love any job you do, but especially in hotels because things are quite hard and uh, you have to, as I said, work long hours, have to love it. Uh, you have to, let's say, especially at the beginning, uh, devote a lot of time being in the hotel and you have to be on the actual operation. You can run a, you cannot run a hotel from the office. So I think that's also one of my strongest points and um, being and knowing every detail of the operation. So then you have the actual picture of what is happening. So then you can take the right decisions for the good of the operation and in order for the guests to get the best uh, result. So um, I would say it's one, for me, it's one of the dream jobs anyone can have because uh, you are in a very exciting environment. Uh, you are with people, you can serve people. It's quite rewarding. It's quite, I would say, satisfying. But at the same time, it's quite demanding and challenging. And um, each day is different. So this is what makes it even more challenging. Definitely. And... We have seen so many challenges over the past three years. We could not have guessed them. If someone told us to write a sci-fi movie and uh, have a hotel as the main feature in it, we couldn't, we couldn't have tramped up the pandemic and what the, our industry as well as every other industry in the world has faced. And then to top it up, especially with um, being a hotel in Cyprus and one of our main markets being the Russian and Ukrainian market, having this war and what's happened. How would you say all of these recent events of the last three years, how have they shaped and changed our industry, specifically in Cyprus and even more so in Limassol? After the pandemic, I mean, things changed a lot. As you said, we couldn't imagine that uh, the pandemic would bring so many changes to the whole world, no, not only to Cyprus and to, to us. Firstly, it's about the people, about the workforce. Mentality changed. People now, and especially the younger, the youngest generation, they see things differently. Uh, they change their lifestyles. So 
it's quite hard now to find good people and, and even to find some people to train them at least and get into the hospitality industry. And uh, this year, especially with the very sad uh, invasion of Russia into Ukraine, things became even harder. But on the other hand, made all of us rethink of our procedures, rethink of our operation, review of what we're doing all these years. And I think it tends to be, let's say, an advantage of rethinking the operation and finding new ways to bring more business to the hotel, different business, and change the way also we're thinking, our mindsets, how we can improve our business, our professional life, but also our personal lives. So in all these, let's say, uh, difficult uh, years, I think some good things uh, also happened. From every challenge comes the opportunity Correct. for growth, for sure. Well, Vasa, thank you very much. So at the end of every podcast that we're going to do, um, we have asked our team to put some questions together. Just randomly, they might be related to hotels, they might not, but um, they've gone into this hat here in front of me. So I'm going to randomly pull out one question. Um, I don't know who has asked it, and they definitely didn't know who was going to, let's say, be the lucky winner of this question. But here we go. And um, oh, so um, your this is interesting actually for you, for me in the future. So um, your question is, um, where would your dream holiday be? Although I don't have. Uh, Skiing. many opportunities, <laughs> opportunities you can to go travel in January. and go holidays. <laughs> so this is a good, let's say, uh, push now for, for the managing director uh, <laughs> to give me some, <laughs> some holidays. So, um, okay, I travel a lot because of my, my job, but I would love, let's say, to travel with my family to the Disneyland. Okay. Wow, um, Disneyland. Which Disneyland? Okay. Originally, we we're thinking of uh, going to America, to, but because it's a long journey, at least you need two weeks to be away, which uh, I don't have this uh, luxury. Oh, uh, make, you so, make me sound so <laughs> a whip cracker. <laughs> so yes, um, uh, in France, if we travel to to France to Disneyland with my family, I think that would be. Best holiday uh, I would ever uh, have. Ah, now I, I almost feel guilty, but you haven't worked here long enough for me <laughs> to feel guilty. Okay, so to your darling wife, we're going to make this happen. That'll be it within the oh. next year. This is our goal. Did you, did you want to go in winter? <laughs> winter, it's a good time. Early Don't winter. Fifteenth of August. Uh, we'll be like beep. Wrong answer. No, no, no. That's an amazing. I mean, yeah, it's definitely Disney is fantastic, and um, it's a dream world, and it's. Um, I know you've been there. Year. I did. We went this year with um with the kids, and um, I think I got more emotional than they did because <laughs> I, I hadn't been to Disney um since I was a child, and so to go back with my three children and enter and just see the beautiful flowers and listen to the music and see the castle. And it is, it, it just, for me at least, really awoke, awoke that child within and that innocence and that hope and that just pure love that um, exists, I think, in all of us. And that's what Disney is all about. I saw the live you did on Instagram and I, I've seen that you are using the games more than the children. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, come on, kids. Yeah, it's really fun. So definitely, yeah, it's a must go. Good. So thank you very much, Vasil. I'll see you in the office in five minutes. <laughs> so thank you. And I hope my advice is uh, 
Just Your reach out to people that always would valuable. like to join us in the hospitality industry. Definitely. We can't recommend this industry more. It's, um, it's definitely a full-on industry, but it's one that really, really rewards and gives so much back and really makes you feel part of a team and something part of something bigger. Very correct. Very true. Thank you, so, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Vasa, and we'll see you all soon.